Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. I'm meteorologist Ed Russo along with... Hey, it's meteorologist Steve Knight. How are you this week, Ed? Good, Steve. Been a little while. I felt like I haven't done a podcast with you in a couple of weeks, maybe a month. I don't know. I was on vacation for there for briefly. Yes, you and I haven't uh, haven't touched base that week you were out. I believe Stacy and I were on the podcast that week. So it's good. You know, we keep kind of passing the podcast baton around and yeah. getting different perspectives from our four meteorologists, which is always good. Yeah, sometimes we literally don't know who's going to do it until the day before, sometimes even the day of. It's just... Yeah, right. It's, you get busy during the week and it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, it's Friday. Let's, uh, let's, let's bang one out. But it's always fun and it's always... Uh, uh, kind of a good time just to sit down and uh, and, and talk a little bit about weather and uh, you know as we've been saying you know I don't get to see you on a daily basis so we don't we don't really we ping things off each other but in terms of really having a going a, into a deep dive in a weather discussion this is a as good excuse as any yeah I know how how is it, it's how is your summer I haven't seen you all summer <laughs> summer was great I thought uh, actually our summer weather wise was uh, was tremendous I mean it was it was uh, you know a little too dry um, and yeah. it was certainly a, a hot summer but you know I've got uh, I got a friend of mine see I, I tend to make friends with people that have pools and boats right because I don't uh, have yes. either one yeah so you I've got a friend advantage. of mine who has a pool yeah right a friend of mine has a pool and another friend of mine who has a boat and they both have just been singing uh, the praises of uh, the weather that we had over the summer. And, you know, the other thing was it was as a whole, it was a hot summer. But, you know, we never really, you know, obviously we never threatened 100 degrees. I believe the hottest we ever got was 97. So we never really had one of those crazy, crazy heat waves either. So my summer was good. Uh, how was yours? It was good. I still I feel like it didn't happen because yeah, everything's just been off kilter, you know? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. So, in some ways, it seems like time has stood still. But in other ways, it's like, wow, it's almost November already. And like, what what did I do with this year? And I, yeah, <laughs> no. And I feel like March, not much like I'm thinking about some of the things I was doing back in March when things were normal. Yeah. And I, yeah. I'd still feel like that was a few years ago. Yeah, I had, I had all sorts of summer plans, as I'm sure everybody did in terms of not only getting away for some some vacation time, but as you know, Ed, I'm pretty passionate about music, and I had a bunch of concerts that I was lined up to go oh, to, know, and I'm they sure. all they all swirled down the bowl, and so it uh, it is what it is. Oh, you're you're a Van Halen fan, right? Yes. Yeah. So that, no doubt. That was disappointing. News yeah, it's recently, been it's been two you know? weeks, and I, I'm still like I, every once in a while I still say to myself, okay, Eddie Van Halen's really dead, uh, really. I you know. know. So How if you, he... if you if you were my age and you grew up, you know, I was in the perfect. I was in the perfect age group uh, to be a Van Halen fan. Their first album came out in 1978. Yeah. I was eight years old, but I, I also have an older brother who's three years older than me. So, you know, he was he was the one when I was younger kind of going, hey, you know, we, we got to listen to this, got to listen to that. So, Well, that was my situation. Um, yeah. I mean, my, one of the first concerts I went to was a Van Halen concert. My brother, four years older than me. Okay, there you uh, go. You know, he he was always a big classic rock guy. I think he's, you know, yeah. more alternative now, but yeah. he got got me into all of those, you know, 70s and, and 80s bands and yeah. and uh I I saw him at the Giant Center. Okay. So Or Hershey Park Arena. Yeah. I would say it would probably be Hershey Park yeah, Arena. Yeah, it was yeah, it was somewhere up there a long time ago. Yeah. But really good concert. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's definitely sad, and you know uh, they hadn't done anything in a while. But I I had tickets this summer. I was going to go 
a weekend in Buffalo, New York, and I was going to go see the Rolling Stones and and uh, make a whole big weekend of it with uh, some friends, and it just did not materialize <laughs> along no. with everybody else's plans. And you know, even I know they do some of these virtual concerts, but you know, part you know part of the experience is like is being there with people oh, who yeah. are just as obsessed with that band as you. Yes. Yeah. No, I I couldn't agree more. I have yet to do. Uh, and more and more bands are are, are going to go down this road, but uh, a lot of them now are starting to announce, you know, where it's a ticketed process. It's not just for fun anymore because these bands are, you know, they've got to make some money. And um, I don't know. Uh, depending on how long this goes, um, maybe at some point in time, you know, I do at home. I mean, like, I don't, I don't have a whole lot. Uh, I, I live, you know, very. I live a pretty simple life. But one thing I do have, and I've always been prioritized, is. Having a really good TV and a really good surround sound system. Yeah, you gotta, and I you have gotta both. bring it in your house if you yeah, can't go to it right. anymore. So I've got a 65-inch TV and a, a really good surround sound system with, you know, speakers that hang from the ceiling. And um, so, you know, it, it, depending on how long this goes, I, I might be the next guy who starts, you know, purchasing and streaming these virtual concerts if it's the only thing we have that might right. be what i wind up doing we'll see well you, you know here's the thing i, I you know the, the drive-in movie theaters uh are coming back right. aren't they are they still coming back no they're coming back and they're in shows uh they've had actually a few shows uh at horrors along route 15 right um, so i yeah. mean drive-in concerts you know yeah. there's obviously not going to be as many people there because i'm right. sure they're going to have to have a capacity right but yeah that could be the, I mean, you can't stuff people into an indoor theater anymore, but outdoor theaters right. are coming back and concerts have always been, or many times are outside and, you know, you could just drive your car up and do it that way. Yeah, I, that's, you know, uh, I, uh, I'm i a fan of a, a comedian named Jim Florentine and I listen to his podcast and he's gotten into doing uh, comedy shows at the drive-ins and he said it's bizarre because what happens is when you tell a joke you don't get the laugh track back because the people are too far away, but people honk their horn. I was going to say people, yeah. people, people, people honk. Their so horns. if they think the joke is funny, he <laughs> gets a bunch of honks on the horn, which has got to be a That would get tiring after a while, I would think. Yeah, I would think so too. <laughs> uh, it's amazing how stuff has changed. Yeah, big time and in a short amount of time. But, uh, you know, it comes down to, I think, you know, everybody's just having to adjust and, and, uh, trying to keep you know the economy going and and uh, that includes entertainment as well yeah and i know what's uh what's crazy is winter's dead ahead and we have our um winter weather special coming up yeah and in, in november so we're all working on that right now and yep. you know we're always finding out new stuff about this virus and i was and i'm hoping to incorporate this in in part of my so I'm I'm gonna try to tackle the the section of the winter special on on COVID, because you know everybody's gonna be inside and close together more. I mean when when this yeah. all started in March, people began to go outside because it's right. to get warmer. I mean yeah. we, last winter was a non-winter, but still right. people were were going outside more. So this is a situation where yeah we're gonna see people, uh we're gonna see the like inside of houses and buildings, uh stuff to the max because there's just gonna be more people inside especially if it gets cold so i was 
reading this article, I guess I think it was this Japanese model that actually was able to give pretty clear evidence that um, dry air, drier air inside of a home will make right. the virus much more transmissible than if it were humid. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, you hear things all the time about, you know, does X lead to Y or Z and uh, a lot of theories on things that would that would obviously, you know, <laughs> not be a good thing. I will say this. You were talking about, yeah. you know, it uh, all of us kind of going back to having to be indoors a lot more. And quite frankly, I mean, you and I know we've, you know, in terms of uh, being able to be outside and whether it's golf courses, restaurants, um, we've been living on borrowed time a little bit. Um, you know, it's been a really, it was a really warm September, really warm October. Um, and, uh, I think that's going to come to a bit of a, a, a crashing halt about a week from now. Oh, with, yeah, more, more cold. Yeah. I, I think, and look, the the timing's going to line up just about right because not, uh, this weekend, obviously, but next weekend we, we bring in November and, uh, you know, you can, you know, (laughs) We don't we don't usually tend to have Thanksgiving dinner out on the back porch. No, we don't. Uh, you know, no, so, we don't. And you know, you yeah, know, it is what it is. You do get your warm days in October, but usually November yeah. you don't see right. days like we've been having. Yeah. And you know, I know a lot of people enjoy this really nice weather, but I got to tell you, I like the 40s and 50s. I like yeah. it to be cool outside and warm inside. Yeah. I like I like rain. I like a yeah. nice soaking rain. I mean, it's just. I mean, summer happened, it's over. Now, I, you know, there's a nice thing about cooler weather. I mean, I lived in South Florida and the seasons don't change. Yeah, so, no, yeah. I'm with you there. Oh, this okay. week for me has just been a little too warm. And it's also been a little too humid for my taste. It's been, it's been a little, that's why we've been having the fog that we've been having yeah. here this week is we've just got so much uh, moisture in the atmosphere. It starts off so incredibly gloomy and you can't even fathom it getting sunnier in the afternoon, but it did. Yeah, it did. And that's when we shot up. So yeah. it's interesting. Yesterday, Harrisburg only got to 73 points east. And then areas like um, out towards it, you know, Cumberland County, Western Cumberland County, Chambersburg yeah. hit the 80s because they got rid yeah. of the fog a lot earlier. So that was right. That was yeah. Really I saw Sealands Grove uh, was also near 80. If they, not yeah, over they got 80. to 83. Yeah. OK. Yeah. yeah Sealands, normally Sealands Grove is cooler than than Harrisburg. Just because, uh, you know, further north uh, in, you know, just in latitude, you know, so. And I was thinking, uh, I I was wondering, and I was having trouble finding this, if that was at least close to a record high. You know, that's that's a good question. I don't know if there, I don't know if there, excuse me, I don't know if official records kept for Sealand's Grove. No, I don't think there are. I don't think there are either. Um, record, uh, for Harrisburg yesterday was 83. And as you said, we only got to 73, but that's just because the clouds hung on as long as they did. Obviously still, still a nice day though. Um, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I didn't have one person say to me, gee, it didn't get as hot as you said it was going to get because it's all about perspective and where you live. And if, and if it's a nice day, it's really hard to complain. And yeah, if you do complain, then, uh, you're probably somebody I wouldn't hang out with. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, I've been looking at those long-term trends, though, and, um, you know, it's been tough. We, You know, we've had some pushes of cold air. Um, you know, we had a big push of cold air in September. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, you know, they just haven't really lasted. Um, had a push uh, last weekend, as you know. We had the back-to-back frost advisories, yep. and then it was really warm this week, obviously. Um, 
But from what I'm seeing, it does look like this next push of cold air that's going to get here toward the end of next week is, I don't want to say it's going to stay below average, but it does look like, you know, uh, you know, we'll be done with days where we're talking about uh, highs in the 80s. Yeah, and, and you know, one of the big signs of that is, you know, all the cold that's building over the north central states. Um, yes. And the snow that they've been having. So when you see that, um, it's usually a sign. Sign. I mean, I mean we, we can't sustain 80s while we still have, you know, all that cold air running into the north central part of the country where it's been snowing. So that's right. a sign that the season is trying to change. And as yeah. we get closer to the actual winter solstice, it's going to change. It's just, yes. it's just a matter of time. But, you know, in a typical La Nina year, um, I mean, this is not good news for snow lovers, but, you know, the overall uh, La Nina pattern, because we are entering a La Nina, usually yeah. doesn't favor a cold and snowy winter here. It's usually milder and wetter. Yeah. So that's... Which the wet we could use. The, the wet we could use. But as yeah. far as snow, um, sometimes we get, you know, that little front end cold, and then yeah. we end up January, February, March, much, much much milder and wetter than usual. So it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. We're definitely factoring La Nina into our winter forecast. And right now, I think all four of us, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but are banking on a probably not a very snowy winter. No, and, and that's why I'm, I'm looking at it as well. You know, I haven't you know, actually put like a, some final thoughts down, um, but just kind of looking at it, from the periphery and, and here's the biggest thing. Okay. In, in, in my mind. Um, and you know me when it comes to this stuff, you know, you, oh, you yes. never say never and anything can happen and anything can and will happen, but you have to look at the trends and you have to look at, uh, read the tea leaves as it will. But, you know, going back to last year and I, I haven't added them up, but I will conservatively say that, uh, so what are we, we're in the 10th month. So it's been 22 months, Going back to last year, I will guess and say conservatively, 18 of the 22 months have been above average. It's probably more like 19 or 20. Yeah. Um, and we're coming off of, we've strung together now, what, six, seven months? I think I think May was our last month that came in below average. Yeah. Um, yep, and obviously right. we came in above. So I, right now, I think nine out of 10 months this year have been uh, above average. And in many cases, significantly. My point being is, you know, what would lead us to believe that magically this pattern is going to change and we're going to start having below average cold? Yeah, it just it doesn't seem like when you get a string of months where we see where we see significance like that. You know, no, and eventually it will happen. I'm not one of these people that says, OK, well, the climate has now changed and therefore, you know, right, right. moving moving forward, uh, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, over the next, you know, forever that we're always going to be by and large above average when it comes to. Uh, each month, but um, I just, I don't see enough evidence right now. You talked about it being La Nina. I don't see enough evidence right now to get me to think that that's going to change. Right. You know, and these, these La Nina, uh, El Nino, they're, they're still considered weather patterns because they're on a time scale of, you know, three to six months, which right. still in the grand scheme of things, it's a, a small time scale. It's, you know, climate, when you talk about climate, climate's a huge you know time scale from you know a year to, to five years to ten years to you know and so on so usually we can you know we're getting to the point now where we're gonna see how 
strong La Nina will be up through February and March. And that could right. be, you know, a couple months ago we saw, yeah, it looks like we're developing a La Nina here, but we still, it's still too far out to see how it, strong it might be in Janu in February or March, because again, a La Nina pattern can only be three to four months. So usually when we get into late October, November, we start to get a more clear idea on how all of the winter months are going to be based on the ENSO cycle of whether it's going to be a weak La Nina, strong La Nina, weak El Nino, strong El Nino. Yeah, and for folks that uh, you know don't really have a handle on what we're talking about, it it what it boils down to is it comes down to uh, ocean temperature and the position yep. of that ocean temperature in relation to the trade winds. Yeah, so it, it's it's crazy. It, it you know it's like that butterfly effect. You know, water off the western South American coast will have an impact on the jet stream here at home. I mean, you know it. You know the planet is covered by seventy five about seventy five percent water. So the, the temperature of the sea surface temperature has just right. such a, a, a huge impact on weather patterns across the globe. I mean, it is one of the main – it's literally the, the driving force behind global weather patterns. It really is. And uh, that's uh, – you know, I think a lot of times what folks may, may or may not realize is that, you know, ocean temperature um, – you know, is everything really when it comes to and, and what happens in a La Nina year is you actually get cooler water uh, into South Pacific. And it's because of a lack of trade wind. And when that happens. Yeah, so we're, we're looking at that and its implications on our on our upcoming winter. And uh, a little less than a month. Hard to believe we'll have our our winter special in our forecast. Uh, yeah. Now I will say, I will say with confidence that, you know, we had the recordly snowiest winter, on, ever in Harrisburg last year. Right. So, I'm willing to bet that we do have a snowier winter than last winter. Yeah, yeah it, that seems like a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I we, mean, if if we don't have more snow than we had last winter, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. What what was the total? I mean, it was like six five, inches or something like that. Because we had some snow in November, but that I believe that didn't. It was early enough that that didn't count. Yeah, five point one inches. Wow. Yeah. You know, and so. part of the reason that I was excited to move back here was to get those classic, old fashioned snowstorms and. Right. Uh, Still waiting. Now I will say there have been winners, and I think twenty sixteen, overall the the um the weather pattern did not favor big snow here in, in Pennsylvania. Right. But we got one. We got a 30-incher. We got walloped. We got, yes. And I think that year was not snowy. It was only it was snowy not. around that storm. It was not. It was not. It, it had been a, a fairly mild winter. It was uh, late January when that one popped up. And, um, yeah, that was the, and it was the biggest uh, snow of all time. It only takes one. Yeah, it, it only takes one, and and just because we're saying it's not going to be a snowy winter doesn't mean that the uh, weather conditions can't come together to give you a major snowstorm. It's rare; right. it doesn't happen that often, especially in in a in a La Nina year. But it can still happen. It's just the probability of it is lower. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think we're gonna. We're, in a roundabout way, it's it's more like you know that doesn't mean we won't have the precipitation. It, what it means is that. Uh, it will likely be too warm for that to turn into a, you know, a real bona fide snowmaker. We could have a lot of sloppy storms. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or which we're all familiar with around here. Oh, yes. We're always on the cutoff. So we're 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 well versed in the wintry mix here in central Pennsylvania. Or the or the yeah, the the mixed bag type. So it'll be yeah. a lot to, to iron out, but something we're excited to to put forward for you. I, again, I think this is the second half of November. November I don't want to give exact dates. Um <laughs> But sometime, I think, near the nearing the third week of November. So For the winter weather preview, well, you know what, Ed? I am sitting here in front of my email, and uh, let me see if... Oh, you know what? The date I have here doesn't have it on it. It's it's uh it's coming up soon, it's, as you said. It's coming up. And it's our biggest, <laughs> it's our biggest homework assignment of the year. Yes, uh, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. It is our biggest homework assignment of the year, no doubt about it. I, I want to say it's like the 14th or the 15th, but we'll we'll, we'll nail that down. Yeah, sometime, sometime around that. Um, Lord knows, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a CBS 21 viewer, and you will know all about it uh, much prior to because we will be promoting it quite oh, a bit. For sure, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's you know, it's amazing. Everybody. You know, t- typically we don't often do a summer forecast, you know, because summer forecast, winter weather is high impact. I mean, yeah, you have summer events yes. that are high impact too, but um, when you're looking at standard winter weather, it's much more impactful than morning drizzle in the summer, you know? Right. So people are, and, and I think there's a nostalgic element behind snow too. Because yeah, as a kid, oh, sure. uh, yeah, as a kid, I don't really know that many kids or, you know, some of my friends, they don't like snow now, but they loved it back then. <laughs> right. uh, I do. You just don't like if there was somebody in my elementary school who didn't like snow, I would think that person's weird. <laughs> so, OK, so I found the date. It is Wednesday, November 18th at 530. OK, yeah, I was thinking it might be the 18th. OK. So there you go. But yeah, so yeah. I think I think there's just this nostalgic thing um, about it, uh, and people just love it. And I think people that say they hate it uh, also secretly love it. Here's uh here's uh, one last thought here before we we wrap up this week. Okay. But a uh, question for you: Have we seen the end of snow days for school aged children? Well, Meaning. Yes, it is a quote-unquote snow day, but um, you still have work to do you because know so, they're so, all virtually learning. As it, it, you know, are they just going to get a day off from everything, or is it going to be? I think this is going to be. I hate this term because it's being so overused now, but I think this is going to be the new normal moving forward. In that, even even after COVID, which God willing is next winter. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a, hey, it's a snow day and you don't have to do anything. No, day I think anymore. snow days are done. Um, I think they're done. Yeah, <laughs> I you do. Know, and I know that's going to be traumatizing. Well, not, not yeah. for us. It might only be you have to read a chapter and, right. and, and fill out a worksheet or something, but you're still going to have to do something. But then the flip side to that is the upside is that then you don't get into these issues that you have with holiday breaks being disrupted school years being extended, kids worrying about whether or not they're going to graduate on time. Cause if you can still get credit for the school day, you know, that's, that's right. in the long run might be a good thing. Though, yeah, too. no, no, I agree. And I, I, I will say that, um, I think 
I remember, you know, 10 years ago, there was a school in Omaha, Nebraska that was trying to conceptualize something called the blizzard bag, meaning it was a... Yes. No, we did a story here not too long ago along those lines, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it was about, you know, assignments that would continue if you could not attend school. Yes. Um, And I think with that idea which has been floating around the past 10 years plus the fact that you have districts that are always going to as you were saying Steve you know we're never going to go back to the way it was right. but the virtual setting will always be an option and if that's the case then the students who are physically going to school will also be able to just yeah. be virtual yep so i i yeah i unless you know the storm is is wiping out internet connections and stuff like that yeah right uh but yeah i I think what about the tension how's that working yeah (laughs) well uh is that one extra hour you have to sit most kids get detention for skipping school so i you know i don't yeah oh my god yeah uh yeah that's a good question i got it a few times back in my day won't say why um I got it for skipping school. Yeah, that's I got that's it. exactly why I got it. Yeah, no, I just I got it. You know, talking too much. Um, right. You know, I like to talk. That's why I have this podcast. That's why we have this podcast. Yeah, um, right. Exactly. It served you well in the long run. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, how how do, the, the the whole way to to discipline. Yeah. Yeah. In school suspension uh, or or out of school suspension. I yeah. mean, how's that work if you're virtual? I don't know. And, that's not really much of a threat anymore, is it? That's no, not really I mean, much of a deterrent. Right, right. I mean, yeah. there's still obviously things you can do that would require disciplinary action, but how do yeah. you enforce? Yeah. So it's it's bizarre. To be, I'm curious how that's going to pan out. but Probably take away extracurricular activities, which do continue. You know, the band continues, yeah. sports continue. Yep. That would probably be what, what the – because, you know – there are, you know, unfortunately, there are a, a lot of students that go to school that care an awful lot more about, you know, how many points they scored in the basketball game than how many points they got in their math quiz. And that's just been going on forever. Oh, my you gosh, know? I know. <laughs> you know? I know. I, I'm curious you know, just how, so. you know, basic gym class. Yeah. Works. Yeah. 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 Find, find, find some other way. But that's a very interesting point that I never really thought of. How do you, I know. How do you... How do you give the, how do you give detention or suspend a kid? Yeah, I, that that needs to be a story because I'm super curious. You're right. That's actually a really good uh, story idea that I, I never even thought of. Yeah. All right, Steve. It was great, great chatting with you. Um, you too, man. Long time no see, and we'll see if I we every month we we say well maybe, maybe next month, but yeah, maybe next month at the at the rate we're going. Probably next maybe year. next year. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Steve. Take care, Ed. All right, you're listening to It's Raining Mets.